Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Everyone feels more comfortable when they're in control. But what if everything that's happened in the last five years was controlled by someone else? Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us how we're all part of a plan. No matter how bad things get, God is in control. While Satan does his best to distract you, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 29th, 2023. What I'm hoping to do today with the empowering help of the Holy Spirit is explain how the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In a sentence, the spirit, or if you prefer purpose of prophecy, is to point us to the person of Jesus Christ, the finished work of Jesus Christ, and the soon return of Jesus Christ. And it's for this reason that any prophecy teaching that's not a testimony of Jesus or prophecy teacher, myself included, that does not point to Jesus is not the spirit of prophecy. Revelation chapter 19, verses 9 and 10. So John is writing, he has this encounter with an angel, and he says, verse 9, then he, speaking of the angel, said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And John is so moved. We're told, verse 10, he says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the Spirit of prophecy. Now what I find so interesting about this encounter with this angel is how his attention, devotion, and even affection was redirected away from the messenger, the prophecy, and back to Jesus as the Savior. This is what I want to talk with you about today the redirecting of our attention to, 
or if need be, back to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. All Bible prophecy points to Jesus. All Bible prophecy is fulfilled by Jesus. The very first prophecy in the Bible, Genesis 3.15, affectionately referred to as the Proto-Evangelicum, the gospel of the coming Savior from the seed of the woman. Who's that? Jesus. Genesis 1.1, Jesus. <laughs> Let us create man in our image. Don't you find it interesting that it wasn't, let me create man in my image? No, that's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us create man in our image. I think you would agree that there are so many voices, secular and sadly even sacred, that are clamoring for our attention, taking us away from Jesus. As many of you know, the stated purpose of these weekly Bible prophecy updates is to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus as quick as we can. Even in the prophecy updates, this is something that the Lord has been ministering to me as of late. Get to Jesus as quick as you can. Don't tarry, for lack of a better word. Get to Jesus in your prophecy update, because the prophecy is a testimony of Jesus. The spirit of prophecy is Jesus. The prophecy update that you're going to give is all about Jesus. So will you please just get to Jesus? Okay, Jesus, I'll get to you as soon as I possibly can. <laughs> and let me take it maybe just a little bit further and say, dare I say, that the urgency to accomplish this is greater now than it's ever been. And this by virtue of the fact that the return of Jesus to rapture His church is closer now than it's ever been. It's evidenced by reports like this from just last Tuesday that the doomsday clock had moved 90 seconds closer to midnight, which is the closest it's ever been. Now, please know that this doomsday clock is from members of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, who have maintained the metaphorical clock since 1947, which is interesting to me, because that's a year before Israel was reborn as a nation. Major prophecy, <laughs> kind of setting the clock in motion, I will even say speeding it up. So isn't that ironic? So I, I point this out because this is a, a secular view of sacred prophecy pointing to doomsday, aka the end of the world, which I want you to know I find great comfort and delight in knowing that I'm not the only one talking about doomsday <laughs> as a doom and gloom preacher. Actually, we've updated that. It's uh, boom and zoom, because, well, yeah. okay. 
I didn't come up with that, by the way. Somebody online came up with that, and I totally stole it, so just so we're clear. Let me just uh, share some quotes from this report. The world is closer to catastrophe than ever. Now keep in mind as I quote this, this is from a secular source. The doomsday clock, the metaphorical measure of challenges to humanity, was reset to 90 seconds before midnight on Tuesday. The clock created a stir when it was set to 100 seconds to midnight in 2020, three years ago. Not two. 2020, the first time Listen to this. The famous clock had gone down to seconds rather than minutes. At the time, the bulletin's scientists said we were, quote, at doom's doorstep. They're singing off of my sheet of music right there. It remained at 100 seconds to midnight in 2021 and 2022. Of the new update, Mary Robinson, former UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, said, quote, the doomsday clock is sounding an alarm for the whole of humanity. We are on the brink of a precipice. Wow. Would to God that Christians and especially pastors, would be, quote, sounding an alarm for the whole of humanity as someone who is not a professing Christian is, an organization that is secular is. That's an indictment. I'm reminded of Revelation 12, where we're told that Satan knows he hath but a short time. Would to God that Christians would know that we have but a short time. We are to be sounding the alarm for the whole of humanity. We are on the brink. I like the word cusp better. It just kind of has more of a punch. Cusp of a precipice. Hmm. Question becomes one of what do they know, (laughs) or perhaps more importantly, how do they know how close we are? Could it be that they have everything pre-planned and scheduled, like a catastrophic cyber attack? This according to the World Economic Forum experts at the recent Davos conference in which they called for a, quote, global response to the gathering cyberstorm. Here's some quotes. As economic and geopolitical instability spills into the new year, experts predict that 2023 will be a consequential year for cybersecurity. The developments, they say, will include an expanded threat landscape and increasingly sophisticated cyber attacks. I'm sorry I'm chuckling. I'll explain why I'm chuckling in a moment. There's a gathering cyber storm. 
Sadie Kreese, a professor of cybersecurity at the University of Oxford, said during an interview at the World Economics Forum annual meeting 2023 in Davos, Switzerland. This storm is brewing, and it's really hard to anticipate just how bad that will be. There's been an enormous amount of insecurity around the world, Matthew Prince, the CEO of Cloudfare, stated during the annual meeting. I think 2023 is going to be a busy year in terms of cyber attacks. This is a global threat, and it calls for a global response and enhanced and coordinated action, Jürgen Stock, the Secretary General of Interpol, said in Davos. If this weren't bad enough, there was a press conference at said Davos conference titled Global Cybersecurity Outlook 2023, in which a Jeremy Jurgens, the World Economic Forum's Managing Director and Head of the Forum Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution, said, and I quote, We're here today to share the findings of the World Economic Forum's Global Security Outlook Report 2023. This is a result of research in, and notice the common theme here, collaboration with the forum's communities and our partner Accenture, in which we've interviewed and sought input from over 300 executives globally. The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely, listen, in the next two years. How do they know that? Because that's when they've scheduled it. That's when they're planning it. So 2025, or sooner. It's important to understand that these are all actors. And they're following a script. And you'll notice when they say things like that, which I've just quoted, they, they use the same thing, but they say it in a different way. They, they use different verbiage to express basically the same thing. Global crisis, global solution. What they don't say is, we created the global crisis. And thankfully, we're forewarned about this in Bible prophecy. Namely, that of a global bio-digital system that is hackable and programmable, and it will be vis-a-vis the usual suspects. By usual suspects, I mean the evil perpetrators of this global digital web net. Can we just real quick connect those dots? You're caught in the web. You're caught in the net. I'll just let the Holy Spirit take that one from there, apparently. Did you catch that? It's a net. It's a web. So these perpetrators of this will be the ones 
to create the cyberstorm crisis, control the digital reaction, and program the final solution. And that's why I'm kind of chuckling a little bit. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. And I think I'd rather laugh than cry, because this is very sad. It's sad on several fronts, <laughs> chief of which is if one has spiritual discernment and understanding and wisdom from above that's first pure and peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated and full of mercy and good fruits without hypocrisy or partiality, bearing fruit unto righteousness. If one has that wisdom from above, you can see right through this. And not only see right through this, but you can see Bible prophecy in this. Well, wait a minute. This kind of looks like what we're told would happen at the time of the end, and it's happening. See, Satan is not omnipresent. What do you mean? He cannot be two places at one time. That's why he has his minions, the demons, the principalities, and powers of darkness, these high-ranking, different-ranking entities in the spiritual realm that Paul delineates in Ephesians 6. So he cannot be two places in one time. So if he wants to control everything, he has to have it all centralized. He has to have it all in one place, because he can only be in one place. And this is what is happening. So let's create the, the crisis. Uh, what's the crisis? Oh, we're going to crash the internet. Well, that's not very uh, convenient, because you just forced everyone onto the internet online. Now you've got everybody funneled in and forced into your net slash web. You've got people right where you want them. This was the plan all along. This evil conspiracy, this evil satanic plot. So now that everyone is caught in this net, in this cyber web, if you will, now you can crash it, create the crisis. You can control the reaction digitally, because everything now is digital. By the way, just parenthetically, I, I want to share this. Uh, it came in an interesting way from an online member. He told me that after 9-11, one of the purposes of 9-11 was to force people out of analog cell phone technology and into digital cell phone technology, because you cannot track or control analog. You can track and control the digital. And I remember that. I had a, like you probably, a flip phone at the time. Uh, this is before smartphones, so I guess they were dumb phones. I don't know. But so I had a dumb phone, which was appropriate, but it was analog and it was very clear. You didn't have the, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? It was very clear. The coverage was very good. And then all of a sudden now the cell phone carriers were switching over to digital, forcing us out of analog into digital. And I remember initially, I'm like, I want analog. Well, you can't have it anymore. We're shutting it down. So we're going to have to funnel you into and force you into now this digital system. That's what they're doing right now. 
That's what they're doing. They're forcing everyone into this digital web so they have complete control, and it's centralized. Now, this technology is exactly what the book of Revelation describes, particularly in chapter 13, concerning the restrictions on what one can buy or sell. I know a prophecy familiar to most. But this pre-planned cyberstorm, and it is pre-planned, will be executed so as to force everyone into a digital world, even a virtual world, where one is controlled, restricted, or forbidden access. And I use the word forbidden because of a specific prophecy marking the last days in which there is this restricting and forbidding of, get this, the eating of meat under the banner of climate change. Now let me just parenthetically say that there is climate change because these conspirators have changed the climate. They've geoengineered and manipulated the weather. And they've had the technology for decades to do it, and they are doing it. They're deliberately changing the climate. So there is climate change. But here again, they're creating the climate crisis. There is climate change because you're changing the climate. So under the banner of climate change, we have all of these now new upcoming regulations and restrictions. And First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, I would like for us to revisit this prophecy through this lens. Now, Paul writing to Timothy says, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy as they fly in their $50 million private jets, burning 500 jillion gallons of jet fuel to their environmentally friendly conference in Davos, Switzerland. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And I want you to pay particular attention to verse 3. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. Oh, God. Whoa. Well, God knows everything which God, and this is key, hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Did you catch that? Everything is against the creation of God. This is against God, Psalm 2. Everything that God's created, the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and all that in them is, land, air, and sea, and Satan, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, wants to destroy all that God has created. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. <laughs>